This is Bulls Beat. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And on this Wednesday program, some observations and some sound from day one of first practice in full pads for the football team. You'll also hear a couple more of my interviews with some of the veterans on the volleyball squad. You'll hear from Tizzy Puyese and Reagan Kiner to join me earlier this week at their photo shoot. On Tuesday, practice began for the volleyball squad, and on Wednesday, I'm going to hit up the afternoon session and speak with head coach Jolene Shepardson. I'm going to try also to talk to Leandro Visoto, the new assistant coach for volleyball war on that team in our second block. Also starting practice on Tuesday was men's soccer, which has a match tomorrow, so I will be going to their practice today. Now, just a note, we will not do a Bulls beat on Thursday. What we will do, though, is post my interview from after practice today with Bob Butehorn to our Unlimited Unloaded page. So along with listening to us on the stream, and if you miss the shows when they do stream, we post them to the Unlimited Unloaded page, get the shows that we unload. But sometimes stuff that doesn't actually hit the stream is exclusive to the Unlimited Unloaded page, and that'll be the case with my what will be, in effect, pregame interview with Bob Butehorn because they do have a game on Thursday night. So does the women's soccer team, incidentally, and that's going to be over in Deland. Their second and final exhibition match is against the Stetson Hatters. So the captains were named earlier this week. No surprise. The players vote on this stuff. And Sergio Paneros Mayorga entering his fifth season with the Bulls. Great to have him back. The kid from Sickles High School who got his first career goal last year was kind of a good one. I don't know if we expect him to do this again, but worth replaying this highlight. Right to a Memphis Tiger, now Privatera shot deflected, could have gone to Rosano, but instead cleared away. Spengler, that's Checho with a blast and a goal! Are you kidding me? It's two to nothing. The senior gathered the ball 35 yards from goal, took one dribble, and from beyond 25, ripped it. I mean to tell you, Highlight real stuff tonight. Now, I'm not going to say that beats the bicycle kick, but it beats most of what you would see. It just took the nastiest dip. His first career goal. I think he's going to remember that one. That was one of those what-the-heck shots, and it was an important game because it was 0-0 until the aforementioned bicycle kick by Alfred Perez, which was one of the absolute highlights of the season. That was the game where the Bulls outshot Memphis in the first half 11-0 but didn't have a goal and ended up destroying them. Then they followed it up by beating UCF to end the regular season and the rest is history. They kept on winning up until the conference tournament finals and got to host and win an NCAA tournament game while Sergio Pinares Mayorga, who got in more on the right side of that defense at the end of the season in his fifth year, is a captain, as is Nick Scargill, who will be entering his fourth season at USF, third on the field also in the center of that defense. So, yeah, a couple defensive players getting named captain. You can hear some defensive players on the football side, particularly cornerbacks, Ben Knox, Amaris Brown, and a newcomer, Braxton Clark, here in a minute, along with their position coach, Matt Burkett, here shortly. Definitely wanted to point you in the direction of my Twitter page, at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P. Put out some videos from the first full padded practice and those first basically one-on-one sessions where you had a running back and a linebacker, or in some cases a defensive end. Greg Vaughn put on a big stick. And listen, I don't know all the new coaches. And there was one particular guy dressed out in like the long green shirt and he was the hype coach. And everyone loved this video. And it turned out, 
and I knew he was on the staff, but it would not have occurred to me that he was a guy hyping up the defensive side of things. That would be Brett Keen, former Bulls quarterback, who is a senior quality control analyst in charge of, you got it, the linebackers. Actually, he was hyping up Jason Vaughn, who is a defensive end, but kind of plays like a linebacker in some spots. So that was pretty cool to see. We only got to watch about the first half hour of practice, so we didn't see any true 11-on-11s. Now, there were some run game drills where it was all predicted. You knew what play was coming, but it was just about getting in some basic tackling drills. I popped a video out of Dominic Ganella, the new running back, who shows a nose for the end zone. But overall, the energy was great. It's really cool to see how they start off stretching in the indoor performance facility before they bust out into the bright and warm sunshine every day. It seems to be that is the route they're going. Now, one observation that I would not have put on Twitter, on video, or even recorded, because I didn't, but I wanted to throw this out there, and it's a nod to one of the leaders on the team. You hear a guy be mentioned as a leader, but sometimes you don't actually see it take place, and I did yesterday. There was an offensive lineman, don't worry, not going to name names, who was struggling. In fact, well, sometimes what can happen, especially in the heat, in your first big-time workout, you might, uh, you know, throw up. And the guy who came over to him and was there with him and said, you're good, you're good, let's go, and got him back up, that would be Donovan Jennings showing a little bit of leadership there. And just thought that was a pretty cool thing to observe from down there on the field. Not going to be at practice today because, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking to both Jolene Shepardson and Bob Butte Horn of Volleyball and Men's Soccer. They practice in the afternoon, and yeah, to get at school at 9 a.m. and leave the school at 6 p.m. and get the show done was going to be kind of a tough deal. But they are practicing on Wednesday morning, and there will be some tight ends that speak. The tight end position will be featured, much like today, the cornerback's position. So we'll hold on that audio and get it for you for Friday's show. Cornerbacks did speak, and Matt Burkett, get to know that name. His defenses at James Madison, if you didn't know, have been in the top 10 nationally the last four seasons. Yeah, top 10 nationally. Two seasons ago, the Dukes led the country in takeaways, 31 with 18 interceptions. They had an All-American for FCS cornerback before they transitioned into FBS. At that FCS level, he was at Maine before JMU, and that team, led by its defense, one of the best at that level, made it to the FCS semifinals for the first time in school history. Actually, he is from Edinburgh College in PA. That's where he played along with Rhode Island, but his first coaching gig was in Hawaii. So an interesting start to his coaching career. We didn't really get into that, but we did get in to how things are going in camp. The other voice you'll be hearing is Joey Johnston. I think camp's going pretty well, obviously. Uh, guys just got to pay attention to detail. It's just the little things. Just trying to get those guys to understand the little things matter. Um, but I do think we're getting there, but it's also depth, you know, so we're trying to build our depth a little bit too. Uh, make sure there's some guys that came in late uh, that are still a little bit behind, so we got to catch those guys up. Uh, but I do feel good about the group overall. What's the uh, conditioning level like? I'm, uh, cornerbacks usually are in pretty good shape, I guess. Yeah, well, they know they got to be in the best shape on the team, especially depending on what we do. We, we plan on running around a little bit. So I think <laughs> we're, we're decent, not too bad. Again, it's that, it's that second group that came in that maybe didn't spend a whole time in the summer with us. We got to catch some of those guys up. But I want to say for the most part, we're, we're hanging around. We're doing all right. A couple of too early to ask questions, but I went ahead and asked them as far as the depth chart goes and then as far as uh, who are the leaders of the unit. Really would rather wait until yeah. after the scrimmage. And, and my guys know, you know, usually the scrimmage, we talk about separation day. 
because uh, some guys practice and then again there's different segments but now when you get into a game like situation where there's three and outs and three and outs not six reps seven reps now you could really really use that energy in a game like fashion if you really do your job early life gets easier you know or it's going to hit like how it's hitting now where we're taking six reps in a row which at times could be misleading you know what i mean it's like that six that sixth rep on that deep ball he might get beat but his legs aren't under him. But if we're in a real game situation, there's substitutions and there's all type of things that can help us with that. So really, until we get to a scrimmage, I, I would probably backpedal on that. You know, I, I want to say for the most part, uh, I want to say Ben Knox has been playing really well. He's been playing at a high level and just being really consistent. Uh, I think AB has played at a, at a at elite level as well. I think he's he's doing his thing now. You know, obviously both of those guys still have a lot of work to a lot of work to get done. Um, but but right now I feel pretty good about those two guys. Have you seen a big jump in Ben Knox since you've had him? I have, especially just from the beginning, moving on through the spring, and then he started running with the ones, and I started to see him take off. Now the biggest improvement I've seen is just his hands. In the spring, there were a lot of times he's bouncing off his hands. He had some opportunities to make plays. He didn't make them. He's making those now, and and that's the part that's scary. You know, now you can be a corner that when they do throw at you. You make them pay for it. You know what I mean? As opposed to just getting a pass breakup. Now it was turning interceptions, and that was something we focused on at the end of spring. Important to note that the scrimmage is on Thursday, and that is at Southeastern University over in Lakeland. Quite something that the football team will be at that school, and that school's men's soccer team will be playing an exhibition at Corbett Stadium against our guys. That'll be a unique day and a good one, actually, for Southeastern University now. If you're wondering about the cornerback room and the three individuals that were made available to us, Ben Knox, Morris Brown, and Braxton Clark, and you're going to hear from them in that order, and you're wondering where's Daquan Evans, well, remember, he was made available on media day as one of the five leaders of the defense. And some other names to keep an eye on, T.J. Robinson. There actually are not a ton of bulls listed as quote-unquote CB. It's either cornerback safety or defensive back, which means you probably can move around just a little bit, nickelback, that kind of thing. One that's listed on the roster as a cornerback is Kendall Dennis, who is from Lakeland High School and transferred here from Oklahoma. So names will sort themselves out. Let's get to those guys. And when I told you that Ben Knox was named to the Werfel Award watch list and we'd find out what community service he does, of course, I was going to ask him about that. The six foot two, 196 pounder from DeLand met with us in the lobby of the IPF. Coach was just saying you've seen a lot of a lot of improvement, a lot of jump from you since he's had you. But for yourself, uh, your, how would you gauge your performance since yeah, you know, the new coaching staff? I'll definitely say uh, I definitely had a big jump in my game since Coach B came in here. He already like had a uh, like a plan for me, like what's my step by step, what I need to do, and these steps to get better. And I took it to heart, and I applied it over spring and over the summer, and I just really got at it and kept repping it, and then I showing on the field. What was he? What was he mostly looking for? First, he was looking at my steps, more like at the line of scrimmage, more like hey, the pressed up, um, more like uh, just explosion off the field, just just a small, it was small in my details, one like big things. He also said when you started running with the ones a little bit, maybe he saw your confidence grow. Would you say that too? Definitely, my confidence grew. I already knew like what I wanted to achieve, but when I went out there, I took the opportunity and just just went with it and just. You know, took advantage of it. Hey, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to this, but I saw you were a Warfel watch list, right? Yes, sir. And what's your community service that you do? Or? Uh, I definitely help out with Boys and Girls Club and um, just anything around Tampa I can. Like, they they ask me to do stuff. I'm, I'm more than willing to do it anytime. 
How long have you been? You know, since that? I've been here. The first day I got here, I did a community service at the, at the school. I was right around the corner. Did a community service, talked to the kids, just hung out with them, gave them some advice. Is that a family trait, would you say? Or? Uh, growing up, I, I, there's something I needed. You know what I'm saying? Just, oh, just some guidance, some, some people to talk around, some, something to look up to. So I kind of see where they're coming from. That's awesome. Now on to A.B. Amaris Brown, the former Armwood Hawk and Kansas State Wildcat last year, shown in a starting role for the Bulls. Now, there's some material that we won't run here on the show that I think Joey Johnson's going to work on a story for. He had a lot of tattoos and basically started off speaking about how he's dedicating a lot to his grandmother who rose him to some degree. So just keep an eye out for a story on that down the road. But keeping it to football purely here and a lot of good stuff here from one of the true leaders on the team. Hey, it was first uh, padded practice. Was there some good hitting going out there? Take us, take us through that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, defensively, uh, I feel like we were flying around, you know, making a lot of plays. It was a lot of uh, impact situations and st- stuff like that going on. Um, you know, we didn't really get as many live periods. As far as the back end, you know, we don't really get too much action out there at corner. So, you know, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty good day. Nice. Marcy, you got a, a lot of playing time last year. Do you feel like you're uh, one of the leaders now in the secondary? And is that a role that you, you want? Uh, yes, sir, most definitely. Uh, it's definitely a role that uh, I even took it on last year. But being that I was new here, you know, it's kind of different. I kind of had to, you know, prove myself to, you know, in order to get that status. So, now this year, just taking a step forward, um, being able to lead the DB room, you know, in the defense and, you know, playing together as one. So, yes, sir. Could you speak about Ben Knox and about Braxton, your fellow corners, and what you've seen from them, what you think they can bring to the group this year? Yeah, uh, I've definitely seen a lot of improvement. Um, ben, from when I first got here uh, last year, last spring, uh, he's improved, like, a lot tremendously you know I went from seeing him playing with no technique to now he jamming guys out of bounds you know what I'm saying so uh it's really good to see him you know grow and develop his uh craft and the same thing with Braxton um even even though he only been here for a few months uh when we got here in the summer doing little summer drills and individual workouts um you know he's just gotten better with his technique being more patient being more efficient with his feet and stuff like that so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what them guys can you know, help the team with this uh, this year. What's it like going against that offense that goes at warp speed every day? I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, it could get hectic at times. Um, they could definitely catch you off guard, but uh, in the end, I look at it as a as a positive thing, you know, because we're going to be playing uh, West Kentucky Week One, and they run tempo as well. So all it, all it is doing is preparing the defense, of, you know, how to adjust to the tempo itself. Is there ever a moment in your head you're like, can I get a timeout here? Or do you guys have to get past that? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Especially playing DB, like in our offense, I didn't. I guard three go balls in a row, then come back. They still going tempo, so I'm like, dang, can I get a break? Can I get some water? But you know. Uh, mentally, though, you know, you just got to have that mindset, you know, and just tell yourself that, you know, you're training, you prepare for the game, you know, and the game is not going to be that fast, you know. You're not going to have to right. run back 30 yards every play because right. the ball spotted wherever they get down. But, you know, it's a, it's a positive thing. So, yeah, that's just how I look at it. And a guy that stands out among the group, I'm talking about his height, six foot four, 195 pounds, probably six foot six with the great hair. He's from Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando. Played the minimum four games at Nebraska in 2018. Took another redshirt season due to injury, so he's been around, and now he's with the Bulls. Braxton Clark. I'm from Orlando, so just being able to let my mom and my family, you know, just see me play every game, they didn't get to see me as much while I was in Nebraska. So going through the process, Coach Golish, you know, Coach Burkett, just they made me feel comfortable here. They made me feel like it was a family, and they just accepted me and all the guys on my visit. Felt like a real brother here, so it was a no-brainer for me. 
What do you think playing at a program like Nebraska will do as you come to this program? Um, just help me because Nebraska, you got to be very disciplined. So maybe I could just, you know, lead by example here and just show guys, you know, how to do the right things and be a, a role model, like not just on the field, but off the field too. You being around for so long, do you feel like you can pass on some experience that way to your guys? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, that's just what I try to do, lead by example uh, on and off the field and just, you know, taking the young guys in and just showing them little tricks that I've seen in the Big Ten or just, you know, recovery-wise or just anything, alignments, formations, just little tips that can help them, you know, better themselves and myself as well. And what do you think are your strengths for the people that haven't seen you play yet? My strengths, I would definitely say uh, guarding the deep ball. I, I like to stay on top of routes, uh, pressing, you know, staying square. And I like to get, get in the mix, hit a little bit too. Weather might have also impacted his decision. Said that that first day at Nebraska, he saw snow, thought it was cool. But, yeah, now he prefers ducking indoors due to it being warm outside. Won a state championship, incidentally, with Dr. Phillips. We'll talk to the tight end groups, and you'll hear that on Friday's show next. Some volleyball for you as we continue on Bulls Beat. This is Bulls Beat on the Unlimited Unloaded page.